Hi, everybody. This is February 7th, and you're listening to the VR Gear Daily Podcast. And this is episode number six. It's pretty good, right, Paul? Yes, I thought it sounded awesome. Today, we're going to be talking about three big stories. Uh, well, they are significant because, well, we're bringing them to you. Uh, we're going to talk about the impact the coronavirus has had on Oculus Quest order fulfillments. We're also going to talk about the new Pistol Whip anime scene, uh, the Akuma level that just dropped yesterday. And finally, we're going to talk about the top-selling PSVR titles from the month of January that Sony released the list today. So let's jump right in, starting with the coronavirus. Yeah, that's a really fun topic right now. Uh, I don't think fun's the right word. You are more than right, for lack of better terms. Uh, (laughs) It's not fun. Um, In fact, it's terrible what's happening in China. Uh, But the way it ties into virtual reality is the Oculus Quest is now unavailable in 17 of the 23 regions that uh, it has been previously selling to. And rather than it being uh, sold out or backordered or any of that, Oculus is not allowing anyone to purchase the headset right now. So if you're looking to buy it, uh, you won't be able to do it through Oculus. You won't be able to place a backorder through Oculus. Uh, and that all is from the coronavirus. My goodness. Uh, I, I was talking to a friend yesterday who uh, works at a tech company um, and his team builds devices uh, and also sources out of China uh, for uh, contract manufacturing. And um, his take on it is this is a very serious thing and people are actually getting sick and there are individuals that are actually uh, getting sick enough to die from this. Uh, one report that we saw the other day when you, uh, when you were here in the office with me, Paul, that um, we were looking at some BBC video clip about what the coronavirus was, they kind of downplayed it as if it wasn't that significant or that it was nothing more than just, you know, the regular flu bug that is mutated in a certain way. And then that made me think, you know, there's a lot of people that do get the flu shot, but there's probably more people that don't get the flu shot Mm -hmm. and they don't die. Like the years that I don't get the flu shot, I don't die. And I, I get the flu. So it made me think that we were looking at a situation like that, but Apparently, the doctor who discovered it died from mm-hmm. it. Yeah, that or sounded the alarm. Video. I guess. Yeah, that's the, so. He sounded that alarm, telling everyone what it was on the last day of 2019, uh, December 31st, and since then he contracted the virus and passed away from it. So, um, it, it, I mean, that's that's terrible. It, it it reminds me of a movie. It has uh, Gwyneth Paltrow and. Um, I think it was Mark Wahlberg uh, from like years ago. I think 2009. The, the The movie was called Contagion. All right. And I'm actually right now on the CDC website looking at where does the coronavirus come from? Um, it, it basically says it comes from different species of animals, including camels and bats. I don't think that um, there were camels in the, the marketplace. Uh that was uh, shut down there in China uh, mm. where they said that like, you know, that was ground zero for it. But this movie with Gwyneth Paltrow and Mark Wahlberg uh, contagion 
Um, it it follows the exact storyline. I don't want to scare people now because if you go watch the movie, it's just like this massive epidemic. Uh, but it follows the exact storyline of what we're seeing play out in reality. There, there was a bat that was in a meat market and it, you know, dropped some bat poop on the ground and a pig like ate whatever the, the bat poop touched. And then there was a chef at a restaurant that was dealing with a pig head. And this was in China, by the way, this part of the movie. Oh boy. And the chef is dealing with the pig head and touches the teeth of the pig with his hand because he's just, I don't know, trying to clear, clean them off. But instead of washing his hands before going out into the restaurant, because this is like the, the main chef at the restaurant, he's going to go out and meet some of these you know, visitors. Who, Gwyneth Paltrow was a visitor. Um, he's going to go out and meet them and like say, hey, I'm the chef. I'm making your dinner tonight. He goes out, and instead of washing his hands, he just wipes them on his apron. And then he goes out and he you know, shakes hands. Oh, boy. And they take a picture, and he's shaking hands with Gwyneth Paltrow. And then it shows kind of her touching her glass and then, you know, her touching her face and her picking up food and eating with her hands after touching the chef's hands. And then it immediately starts to spread. Uh, That's terrifying. Fast. And, and that, that movie, like it was one of those 24 acting, like it's dramatic. It's a movie. Mm -hmm. um, but it, and as you move through the movie, it just shuts everything down. People start staying in their homes. The streets become just like totally like empty or just, messed up with trash everywhere like grocery stores are all being raided um i mean this is making the episode pretty dark but it it, it was the craziest thing was that it started with a bat and that's what the coronavirus is and all that to say you know what if you're gonna uh buy yourself an oculus quest you might have some delay because of bats uh it is still available on the Best Buy Best Buy website, I just confirmed. But uh, yeah, we did see that though. Like we, uh, I sent you a screenshot that was, I guess, still yesterday. Um, yeah. Where Best Buy, like here where we are, they said you know you can come pick it up at your local store or have it delivered by Saturday. Yeah, so it's the sixty-four gigabyte is sold out now, but the hundred and twenty-eight is still available at a lot of uh, third-party retailers. So. Oh, that's good. That's good news. Um, it sounds like they probably got a big batch of them. Uh, brought over to the states, and they're distributing to local retailers. But it, it sounds if the 64 gigabyte is already sold out, I think yeah. we're facing some issues already. Yep. All right. Cool. All right. Well, that's the coronavirus and the impact on the Quest. It, it, it it's impacting all sorts of companies that are manufacturing over in uh, Asia. And uh, I mean, we we uh, hope for a very uh, positive outcome to this. We hope people aren't getting sick. Um, it's unfortunate. Uh, we're, I mean, we're grateful actually for that doctor who was, who sounded the alarm and it's sad that he died, um, from the virus that he kind of warned all of us of. So, um, stay healthy out there, uh, wash your hands all the time. And, uh, I guess don't shake chef's hands. Ever. Um, that's what we learned from the movie contagion. Gwyneth Paltrow really uh, drove that point home. All right. So next story Pistol Whip. Yeah. Uh, so this Akuma update came out yesterday at noon Eastern time, 12 noon. And it's been pretty big. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of people have been playing it, talking about it. 
um, on our website, we included the Oculus interview that they did with, uh, it was a Joel Green, the project lead for the game, and Anthony Stevens, who designed the game. And they said some pretty cool stuff, but the first thing I want to highlight, Mark, is that at the very end of the interview, uh, Oculus, whoever uh, asked them the questions, asked them if there was any updates in the works. And we saw uh, via Twitter, Cloudhead Games uh, tell everyone that a new song or scene was coming out every month for the next few months. Uh, in this, in their answer to this question, they said, we believe that Pistol Whip's core gameplay is a super solid foundation and we intend to build it into an experience that pushes and surprises players for a long time to come. So whether their updates are new scenes or the new ways to play the game, we don't know, but it sounds like they have something pretty big in the works. The, the game mechanics are really interesting. Um, and I guess you could do a lot of things with it. Uh, instead of moving through the, the level by like teleporting or controlling forward movement with like a joystick or something like that, um, you are moving. It's like a shooter on rails is a good way to describe it for pistol whip. And, um, It'd be interesting if the track did something more than go straight. Right. It'd be interesting if there was some way to visually um, give people a heads up that you're going to change direction and then do it in a way that doesn't totally make them sick. Um, and that would also, like, wow, I just imagine, you know, um, you've been on the Indiana Jones ride yeah. at, at Disneyland. Yeah. There, there are times in that ride where you back up. Like you go backwards. You're like, this is different. Like I've never on a roller coaster um, gone backwards like this. I guess there are some that, you know, that they're like, they go up and then they come back down. They're like swings sort of. Mm -hmm. But that one was like, you went down a path, then you back out of that path and then you go down a different path. Right. Um, if they use the same player movement mechanics that are in there now and they did more than just go straight, that would be really, really interesting um, and when they say uh, a solid, a super solid foundation, um, and they're going to build the experience that pushes boundaries and surprises players for times to come, for a long time to come, uh, I I wouldn't be surprised with with them simply adding more songs. Right. right. I would I wouldn't be surprised if they just added more environments. That's not surprising at all. And that's not pushing the boundaries. Like they've already done that and established it. And so um, maybe each level could have a big boss at the end. Right, that'd be kind of cool. I don't right, know if that's to, like pushing boundaries, but it's different. You can't really um, dodge him. I mean, unless he's shooting bullets and you're just like standing. Uh, it's just super hot for a minute. Yeah, it becomes super hot, except you can't freeze time. Um, but I, I mean, changing direction, right? Um, and then because you know, turning left and right, like actually going down corridors, new ones um, off to the side, that'd be cool. Um, exploring. Um, environments in a different way, that would be a surprise. That would be pushing boundaries um, because it become a shooter on rails plus. Right. I don't think we've seen a game like that where, like, think Doom VFR. That's awesome. They, they have a, a unique uh, movement, player movement mechanism in, in place. Um, but imagine you had to go through that level on the track they gave you mm -hmm. to the beat of a song. Uh, that you've never heard before <laughs> uh, to the beat of a song. And, uh, you know, you got, it, if you kill, kill the, uh, the, the monsters on the beat, you get more points. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. 
but I'm excited. Pistol Whip's fun. Um, it's the only time I felt okay about, you know, exercising in VR because they didn't say I was going to be doing that. They really tricked <laughs> us into that. It was really fair of them, too. I mean, it's kind of like a gym membership, except for there's only a one-time payment. So, Well, and, and it was an indirect gym uh, visit, visit to the, to the thigh master or the, you uh, know, it was master. When we accidentally bought the music. That was oh, the, you know, I, I, if they're listening to this, I'd like, I'd like my money back on the steam store. I thought I was buying like some DLC that was used in the game, but it was just the songs from in the game as an MP3 rather as, than a yeah, the folder full of MP3 files. And I had to pay it. It, it was the same price as the game, I think. Uh, so it was $15, I believe. I don't know. It was highly frustrating. It was. Scam. It was. I felt scammed. I, you know, so we loved the game, Cloudhead Games. Uh, Give us our money back. But we loved our $15 that we spent on music that we didn't want. We love that money more. So refund, please. <laughs> All right. Uh, but we are excited to see some of the new levels. Um, I, I haven't had a chance to jump into this uh, level yet, the Akuma. Um but uh, I think this weekend I'm going to jump into it, going to plug my son into it again and uh, see if I can get his legs to be all sore. Uh, yeah. On our, uh, on our site, we included our, um, our in-depth game review, uh, part of our 100-100 game reviews, um, VR games. Uh, th- there's a link to that in the story. You can go and watch that. Um, I think we might have had some clips in there where it did show that um, – we were top 10 on the leaderboards for the first 12 yeah. hours of the day. Um, I mean, we spent, you know, more time playing this game. Uh, the review is a lot more uh, involved than many of our other reviews. Uh, it's an 18 minute video where we talk about this game, jump in. We, we, uh, we give an overall score, but we break it down into a lot of different sub components, you know, um, music and sound and player movement, uh, as well as uh, story and theme. And, you know, just kind of like replayability type stuff. Uh, so it's, uh, it's a great game. And at the time we had done that game, it received the highest possible score. I think uh, it's still tied for our highest score. Well, yeah, it was, um, it was the highest score we had given to anybody. Um, let me see. I'm, I'm just, you know, scanning through here. Yeah, I mean, it got an 8.8 out of 10. And like most, you know, some AAA titles weren't getting that high of a score. I think that's because we, we include a motion sickness score, which drags down some of these games. But I think it's fair. Which it's a lot fair. of other uh, people in the VR community just bypass that. They don't play that factor into consideration, which is really unfair for people just getting into VR. Like they don't know how sick Stormland is going to make you. Like, yeah, uh, Windlands. Well, or Windlands, but Stormland too, the Oculus exclusive that had you laying on the floor for an hour. Yeah, um, yeah, that's very true. And and you're playing it and you don't think that that's happening, but your body is slowly getting like not well. Uh, and and uh, I, I think so we included that score in our in our game reviews to let people know that if you are sensitive to it, you will not like this game. It, it might have great visuals. It might have a great soundtrack. It might have really great controls. And it might be cool for the first little while to move about the game, but if you're sensitive to motion sickness or becoming motion sick, you you, you won't enjoy the game. In fact, you're going to be spending hours recovering from playing the game. Even if it's only a 20-minute session in-game, it can take up to three hours to fully recover from something like that. So we include the score. And because virtual reality is so incredibly immersive, um, you need to include every part of the experience. 
when you are yep. talking about the quality of it. So that's that's what our game reviews do. So go check out the the game review. Um, this was from early on when the game came out, and there was no additional uh, you know, levels. So we're reviewing the original set, but we're mostly reviewing the the game itself, not the quality of the song. So um, the game did really well. It was great. It all right, what's the next one we're talking about? The next one we're talking about is the uh, Sony has released the the, the highest um, volume, uh, I guess the the top PlayStation VR game titles that were purchased from the PlayStation Store during the month of January. So uh, the month's just gone. Uh, they released this list today. The list also includes uh, free game titles, uh, just regular PlayStation titles. But the the area we wanted to focus on was the the top PlayStation VR titles that sold in the month of January. Just real quick, Mark, before we jump into this, uh, I was looking at this whole list, and you look at the DLC and expansions. Uh, yeah. Over half that list is Fortnite. So if you're looking to make a game that uh, has the community's attention for a long time, follow Fortnite's ideas because they are constantly releasing new DLC. And I think that uh, applies to VR as well. But anyway, that was just a quick note. The more well, they don't make their money off the DLC, though, right? Like the, well, the way so, that they so make the money. Packs. So these are basically skin packs. That oh, were the top okay. selling of January. We the, the the Wave Breaker Pack DLC expansions. Yeah, I guess if they're going to categorize um, uh, Fortnite skins and Fortnite dances uh, as as DLC, like hands down, like uh, hands down, Fortnite is going to win. It's probably going to win on mobile. It's going to win on desktop. It's going to win on, well, PlayStation. This is just regular PlayStation. Of course, there's no Fortnite VR. And if uh, if you can imagine playing Fortnite VR, ugh, like Ooh, you're jumping, spinning, like, you know, throwing down 90s, like, you know, editing, <laughs> going through your edit, <laughs> like re-editing. Like, just, oh. it'd be so incredibly jarring visually. Because the game game is meant, it's a really fast-paced game when you, when you get good at Fortnite. I would not wish that upon anybody in VR. It's just there's nothing in reality that actually mimics that speed of interaction with your environment, right? There like really you, isn't. You, you put someone in front of like a, I guess uh, the only person I've seen in real life do something that was incredibly fast paced was uh, the technical director at a TV station that I was uh, working at while he was directing live television with all sorts of different potential cameras and audio and, you know, uh, graphics and uh, like pre-recorded content that needed to be put up on the screen live. And, um, and he needed to conduct all of these people, you know, switchboard in front of him. And this guy, it's like he was an octopus. It's like he had eight arms doing like a million things, but that doesn't compare in speed to what you see. Some of these, you know, esports pro level, Fortnite players do in 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 Fortnite as they're yep. building. Yep. As a result, because there's no like corollary in the real world to that type of experience, it would be incredibly jarring for most people to jump into Fortnite VR and 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 play at the level that uh, is possible today on desktop or console. You know. Having said that, uh, we're on this list here uh, from the PlayStation blog uh, talking about the top PSVR games in the month of January 2020. And the list, it's not surprising, but it's also it looks like a list from six months ago. 
And it also looks like a list from a year ago. Like it's the, t- I, the it's interesting because I would assume that everyone had already owned, you know, number one Beat Saber. How are, how is that still the number one selling game? Well, look at the quarter four again. I'm going to point to that. The quarter four hardware sales. PlayStation sold a quarter of a million headsets. Uh, uh, PSVR headsets. Well, yep. So everyone that bought the PSVR headset bought Beat Saber in January. Uh, Maybe this is month to month, right? Like they got it. They, they bought Beat Saber December 25th when they opened it up on Christmas day or on black Friday afternoon, if they're not going to open it up on Christmas day, they bought Beat Saber in December or November. Who's buying Beat Saber in January at such high volumes that it outsells every other PSVR game? I don't know, but it, it just goes to show that it is, it's been number one, and it has stayed number one. It's just number one all the time. Super hot. Uh, that's kind of surprising. Um, I, I guess I wouldn't assume that Doom VFR would uh, beat out Super Hot. Uh, Super Hot is, has a broader audience. Uh, Doom VFR is is um, it's a game that's like Bethesda Games is just like top notch. They they nailed it with Doom VFR, but it is it's it's really kind of a a, a violent, gory game mm-hmm. visually, um, I guess, and virtually. <laughs> nice. So I can I can see how that's not number one, um, but it is. I think by objective measures, Doom VFR is better than Super Hot, for example. But Super Hot has a broader. Um, uh, user base that would right, and it's a lot it. easier to jump in and out of. I think, yeah, which is something a lot of people look for. Oh gosh, you know some some of the uh, longer super hot um, levels, so frustrating when you get so close to the end, and then you, I know, and you're like, wait, wh- wh- where's where's the checkpoint? Where, where's it going to throw me back to? You're like, ah, oh, the frying pan one. Like, <laughs> did you play the frying pan uh, part where? The, like you're in a kitchen or something and there's someone up to your right and there's someone across like the stove from you. And like, if, I don't know, you, you start to memorize, you're like, I'm going to fire a bullet because I know someone's coming from there. So I'm just going to do that now. And then I'm going to throw this frying pan over there. Cause I know it's going to hit that guy in the head. And I need to make sure that I lean backwards. It's like a dance, right? You got to lean right. backwards because there's bullets coming from my top right. And while I'm leaning backwards, I need to grab the gun from the guy that got hit in the head with a pan. And then I'm going to, right. And then I'm going to like, lower my arm so that I can shoot that weapon up toward the guy on my right just so I have a second bullet heading that direction in case I didn't hit him with my first bullet. Yep. I mean, Super Hot's awesome. But if you, you know, you choreograph this dance for each level just to pass it. And when you just, you, you sort of fail, you all the way fail. Yeah, there's it's, no it's, such thing as getting halfway through. Yeah, you have to pass the whole uh, phase. Super Hot. Uh, job simulator. Honestly, I I don't like that game. Me either, and I'm surprised how many people do. It's like silly, and maybe people maybe I mean it has really good marketing though. Like the the game trailers are pretty interesting. Now these these numbers here are top selling, not necessarily top uh, like number of plays, right? Or, or like hours in the game. Mm-hmm. It's yep. My understanding, and the so job simulator does not have a lot of depth to it. So I guess I, I mean they're top downloads, not uh, sale, but same thing. These these games aren't free. So um, yeah, Job Simulator people got it, but Time and Game we don't know that number from PSVR. Steam would probably have that data, but I don't know how much they share that. 
Uh, you know what? There is you – know, there was that weird website. Um, your computer's like, don't go to this website. It's bad. But it had really cool data on a, on Steam Steam store and like uh, how well developers were doing. Oh, yeah. I know that website. I accidentally went there once. My computer like shut down. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like it has great information and very effective viruses. I was uh, surprised. Um, yeah. So we don't know time in game though. Okay. So um, Arizona Sunshine. Uh, is number four after Job Simulator. That game is fun. It's really well done. Oh, well, I wouldn't say fun, but it's it's uh, it's immersive. It's uh, engaging, and uh, yeah, terrifying at times. So I think that's uh, appropriate to have it there. Um, but if that was four, Doom VFR should have been four. Maybe it has something to do with the price. Doom VFR, I think, was more expensive. Yeah. Um, okay, Surgeon Simulator Experience Reality, which. <laughs> which surgeon simulator is this one uh it's the most in-depth one there's a few different surgeries you can perform and you can actually do them right too which is pretty fun so experience reality yeah. uh this one because the one that we did which one did we do we did the the, the most basic free one on steam well uh, yeah you, there was not even like in-game purchases that we could Right. Do it was just like here's here's a taste of what surgery is like. Okay, did meet the medic. dude. Nah, okay, it's all the same. I'm, I'm <laughs> uh, PlayStation VR Surgeon Simulator um, ER is uh, stands for Experience Reality. No, dude, this is so wonky. If you watch the game trailer, same same deal, Paul. Like you're breaking rib cages, pulling the entire front of the chest off. Jeez, you know. Um, you're you're removing all the organs just to plug in a, a fake one. I mean it's I mean it sounds bad when I'm saying it. If you watch it, it's very just like a cartoon type thing. And right. I, I don't remember laughing um as <laughs> as much as we did with that game with any other game. It, it's it's fun and it's well, funny. Well I was going into surgery right before too, so that's something to play a part in. Well, really well, you were having your own that. real surgery on yeah, exactly. your own real abdomen. Wait, and that happened before or after we reviewed that game? So we reviewed it on Friday or Thursday, and then my surgery was Monday morning. Oh, good. That was great prep. Yeah, I know. I thought I was going to just do the surgery on my own at some point. Uh, did you take in some gameplay uh, to show the doctors that, hey, I'd like, I'd like this procedure? Right. I actually just gave them the link. I said, just watch this for prep, and uh, I think we're good to go. Yeah, that's great. I loved it. Uh, job Simulator was, I'm sorry, a Surgeon Simulator. Um, uh, we have a we have a brother who's a surgeon. That's how he performs surgery. We confirmed with him. Just hammer, 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 then yank whatever broken pieces are left. It's awesome. Uh, okay, so next one, uh, Creed uh, Rise to Glory. This one, good grief. I, I know why people bought it. They They have like the avatars of, you know, celebrities as well as, you know, avatars of people from the Rocky movies. But the game, I guess the, the game was fun except for one part. You know which part that is, Paul? It's when you get knocked down, it forces you to get dizzy inside a virtual reality, which okay, we no, well, before is the worst. Well, so, you, I mean, well, you don't get knocked down. Like, you get Throat. so ridiculous. It, like, it, they give you a 10 count or however many, right? Mm-hmm. But when you get knocked down, it pushes you like a hundred yards away from the ring. You're like, okay, this is interesting. And because th- you didn't actually fall down in the real world, they had to do something that required you to exert yourself physically to get back 
you know, quote, on your feet or back into the ring. So you're far, far away. And what they have you do is swing your arms forward and backwards, like both of them, as if your arms were running, but you're standing still. And if you've ever run in place, that's what it looks like as well as feels like. It looks like you're running in place, meaning the world isn't moving around you. So your arms are pumping and the world's not moving. Well, in this game, your arms are pumping and the world is moving. You're, you're like launching through it. Like you're, you're gliding over the earth back toward the ring. Yeah, and but by the time, your legs aren't moving though. It's just your arms. Yeah, exactly. Your legs aren't moving, just your arms. And you end up back in the ring and it's like, okay, ready to fight. And you're like, no, I'm not actually, I'm not actually ready. <laughs> Please. Can I have a break? This is ridiculous. You just made me sick. And then Drago from uh, Rocky, the big Russian guy, he's ready to just pound your face in again because the reason you were out of the ring was because he was already pounding your face in. So not only are you losing, but now you're sick. And he's just going to beat you even more. So Creed Rise to Glory, gameplay is awesome. They just need to fix what that experience is like when you get knocked down. Right, and that's bad enough where we don't even hop in that game anymore because once we do get knocked down, we just take the headset off anyway. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't, I don't think I'm going to play the game again unless someone calls me up directly and says, "Hey, Mark, uh, we fixed Creed: Rise of Glory uh, per your request on your, uh, you know, VR Gear Daily News podcast episode number six on February seventh. Like they're going to say all of that to me, so I know where to look. I'm going to say, okay, what did you do to fix it? And they said. You don't get pushed out of the ring anymore. You don't have to swing your arms. Um, <laughs> then they'll probably screw it up by saying, but you do have to do a bunch of push-ups. <laughs> oh, boy. No, Standing sorry. What do I do with my controllers while I'm doing my push-ups? <laughs> well, wow, you know, I just had an idea. That game is one that should adopt hand tracking as a controller input. Absolutely. There you go. I'd try it if they did that. Okay, they don't have to fix everything. If they adopted hand tracking as their primary controller input, I would play Creed Rise of Glory one more time. I, I would give it another shot for sure. Just one more time, though. I mean, yeah. seriously. Okay, so the rest of the list, we got Doom VFR at 7. Uh, fantastic game. It was done really well. That is one of the best uh, VR titles. And um, playing the game, uh, the movement mechanics were a huge highlight for us. Uh, we're not... Huge fans um, of, of all the, the the gore and all that stuff that Doom brings to the table. But uh, we tried to uh, look past that in our game review of it because uh, the game was done extremely well. Bethesda Games did a VR um, porting of a very popular title in a way that few others have successfully done. Um, and it was impressive. It was a very impressive game. Gameplay was very impressive. So... I feel that one could be ranked higher, definitely higher than Creed, definitely higher than Job Simulator. Um, I would say it would be top three. Like in right, objective you... rankings of quality. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think the price is just what scared a few people away. That's why it falls out of the top five. Um, okay, what... The Elder Scrolls. All right, the next one on the list is the Elder Scrolls V uh, Five. <laughs> Elder, <laughs> that's a Roman numeral five. The Elder Scrolls Five, Skyrim VR. 
this one, I, I'm confusing it with um, a, a different. It was like Sky World, maybe. Maybe or, Elder Scrolls is a really, really popular uh, PlayStation game that got ported over to virtual reality early on. It was one of the first uh, full titles to get on the platform. And uh, a lot of people love it. There's a lot of interactions in the game. There's a lot of traveling, but it doesn't make you motion sick. And it's one of the most popular games. But And to see it released three or four years ago and to still be in the top 10 is awesome. Good for them. Yeah, that that, that is amazing. I mean, these titles, it makes me um, think that they're the, the top 10 downloads for the month of January for you know new purchases for new PSVR uh, headsets and maybe it's like it feeds off of itself because it's been popular for a long time it remains popular and all of these are new purchases it's like you I'm looking at this list Paul which one of them was released most recently uh wow I think it's Creed you think so yeah I, it's either Creed or uh I'm not sure. Creed or Surgeon Simulator. All none of them are very recent, though. That's for sure. Right. So we have this massive community of PSVR uh, users, game players, uh, like owners that they own the PSVR, and there hasn't been a new game that has come out that all of those existing players wanted to buy, so that it would get into the top ten list. These are all still like old school, original top VR titles, and they stay in the top 10, which is kind of surprising. I think, I mean, what? I don't even know which one is the most recent. Me either. I think it's just impressive that PlayStation is uh, thriving so much that not even new games are breaking in the top 10. And I don't think any of these numbers are small either. If I, If PlayStation were to release the exact numbers of the headset or of the game sold, I can guarantee they'd be pretty high. Yeah. Well, crazy. Um, okay. So uh, Elder Scrolls number nine was vacation simulator. Um, I didn't like job simulator. I didn't play vacation simulator. Uh, uh, are they made by the same company? Yep. Yeah. Same developers. Uh, I mean, I'm, there's some appeal to it. I, I, you know, downloaded Job Simulator because I'm like, I was curious. And I bet it's just people download one or the other. I don't think anyone owns both. That'd be a weird move. You're like, <laughs> like, like I spent $40, 20 on Job Simulator and 20 on Vacation Simulator because everyone's got to work and everyone's got to go on vacation. So in VR, in VR. Uh, so yeah, Vacation Simulator number nine and number 10. This one's kind of like a, uh, a tongue-in-cheek gag type game, uh, drunken bar fight. The, the, this one, like the the game mechanics of it, remind me a lot of like those weird trampoline games that you buy, like mobile, and and they have like ragdoll physics. Right. <laughs> like I know people can bend like that. They can't, but your character can bend like that. Uh, <laughs> the ragdoll physics enables it. Right. Uh, very fun. Have you played uh, drunken bar fight? I haven't. Yeah, I've just seen a gameplay trailer. Uh, I, was, I want to give that one a shot. It's in yeah. the top 10 best PlayStation VR games. Why haven't we played it? And it's I not because it's like it. Vacation Simulator. Tomorrow morning. Let's do it. Tomorrow morning. Saturday morning is the beginning of uh, the weekend. Or maybe uh, Friday evening. But anyway, Drunken Bar Fight. That sounds like a, a good title. That is the 
Uh, PSVR top downloads for the month of January. The list is uh, a bunch of really familiar titles, a bunch of titles that have stayed likely in the top 10, 15 for as long as you know VR has been a thing, which is an interesting thing to think about um, since there's been a ton of games released. Um, however, some of the, the titles that are like super popular on other platforms uh, they aren't available on PSVR. Uh, let me ask you this, Paul. Do you know if Robo Recall is on PSVR? It is not. Okay. So that one might be top 10 here. We know that um, Asgard's Wrath is an Oculus only, right? Yep. That Stormlands. Would com- Stormlands, Oculus only. Medal of Honor will be Oculus only as well. Uh, Pavlov, that one was uh, PC Steam. Only. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Steam only. Okay. So there, there are some titles on other platforms that could potentially be on this list, but then, then we end up with the top 15, you know, overall, because these titles here on the PSVR top downloads for January list, these titles also show up in the top, you know, 10, 20 on all those other platforms. You just slot in something like Asgard's wrath or stormlands, um, you know, in one of the, one of the positions, but all the other ones kind of hold true. Uh, you know, and, Maybe let me let me take a different perspective on this. Being a game developer, there's benefit to putting your title on multiple platforms. And so doing exclusive titles to be like, oh, I just want to do an Oculus exclusive. Um, I don't think you're going to get people to buy your headset. Uh, you know what? Actually, maybe they would. Maybe it would get people to buy an Oculus instead of a PSVR if they really wanted to play Asgard's Wrath or Stormlands. Uh-huh. Because they know they can get Beat Saber, Super Hot, Job Simulator, Arizona Sunshine, Surgeon. All, all these things, you can get these on Oculus, either through the Oculus Store or through Steam VR, uh, through Steam Store, right? So maybe that is a draw, doing these exclusive titles. Um, I mean, and, and PlayStation does exclusive titles, right? We're looking at right. uh, an Iron Man, right? When in March? Yeah, May. May. Yep. But I don't, I don't think that one exclusive title on PSVR is going to pull people in. I think what pulls people into PSVR is the fact that they already own a PlayStation. It's pretty cheap to set up, man. It's really convenient. It's cheaper than uh, Oculus Quest, uh, cheaper than Oculus Rift S, definitely cheaper than a Vive, Vive Pro, and an Index. It's $299 last time I checked. And the PC setup. Yeah, then then you have to buy a computer. But assuming you already own a computer, um, you still are out minimum $400 for a VR headset from anywhere else. So it's, it's the lowest barrier to entry into virtual reality is the PSVR. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. All right. And I think there's a wrap. I, I, it makes me want to go play some PSVR games, specifically right, uh, Drunken Bar Fight. But let's, uh, let's get that one tonight. That one sounds fun. Tonight. I'm like going to go download it right now. All right. This has been the VR Gear Daily News Podcast. Episode number six for February 7th, 2020. We will see you on Monday. Have a great weekend and uh, take care of yourself.